You are listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast with Amy Miller, a podcast for survivors of suicide loss. In this weekly podcast, you will learn more about your unique experiences and gain insights on your brain and how it processes grief and loss due to a loved one's suicide. While suicide grief comes in all shapes and sizes, Amy shows you that you still can have a life full of joy and fulfillment even though your loved one died. You don't have to just survive anymore. You can thrive. You are listening to the Survive to Thrive podcast by Amy Miller, Episode 1, Emotional Pain. Hello, everyone. I'm so glad you're here with me today. I'm so thankful for this opportunity to share with you some of the knowledge that I have gained throughout this time that I have had to navigate grief as a survivor of suicide loss. I lost my sister, Emily, in 2017. She was 22 years old, and she died by suicide just previously to Thanksgiving Day of that year, and she was found on Thanksgiving. And as you can imagine, we were completely devastated, as I'm sure many of you who are listening today have experienced. So I wanted to let you know that if you're here with me today and you have lost someone to suicide, that I understand what you are going through and understand what you have experienced. Mine was my sister, and I know many of you have lost children, parents, spouses, good friends, significant others, all of the above, cousins, aunts, someone that you've cared a lot about to suicide, and you are trying to navigate this grief that you've experienced, and it's challenging. I know from personal experience, it was quite challenging for me to have lost someone that way and to understand that grief and to go through those stages and be able to come out and still find joy and peace in my life. But I wanted to tell you that it is possible that that is available to you and it's available to all of us who have gone through and experienced something like this. So there is hope out there and I'm looking forward to sharing with you the tools that I have used to help me find the joy and peace in my life that I have gained since experiencing such a tragic loss like that. So without further ado, I'm going to go ahead and share with you and begin this topic that I wanted to start my podcast off because I believe all of us have experienced this type of pain. So my topic is really about emotional pain. But before I start with emotional pain, what is pain? I want you to think about that for a moment. Like, what is pain? Um, I think all of us know that it's something that's uncomfortable. It's something that we don't want to experience. It hurts if we were to put words to it. It can be tormenting. It can be nagging. It can be achy. It can be a lot of different things. And most of us, because we're all unique and individual, experience pain in different ways. So there is a physical component to it, and there's also an emotional component to it. And sometimes, physical pain can create emotional pain and vice versa that the emotional pain can create physical pain. And a lot of times we do experience both when we're experiencing one or the other. 
Okay, so I took the liberty to look up the definition of what emotional pain is. And really what emotional pain is, is psychological pain, mental pain, or emotional pain. So it could be known as either of those three terms. Is an unpleasant feeling of psychological, of non-physical origin. A pioneer in the field of suicidology, his name was Edwin S. Schneidman, described it as how much you hurt as a human being. It is mental suffering, mental torment. Okay, so with mental pain, when we experience something, it's usually cause of someone else's actions, right? Sometimes it's our own actions, but a lot of times it is with someone else's actions. And I imagine when our loved one died by suicide, that was the action that caused the emotional pain that each of us have experienced or are currently experiencing at this time. And how we know that we are going through emotional pain is we look for the signs, right? So we might feel angry. We have mood swings, insomnia, insecurity, poor self-esteem. We tend to hold on to grudges and we have a difficulty forgiving um, that person or even forgiving ourselves, right? Especially when we lose someone to suicide, we we go to the automatically our brains like to go to, you know, what we could have done differently or could we have said something? We start asking all of these questions, right? And start blaming ourselves. And then we also go to lack of social communication. That's another thing. So some of these signs we may, some we may experience, we may experience all of them just depends because each of us are individuals. So we may just have anger, right? Or may we're, maybe we're just really suffering from insomnia and having a hard time sleeping at night because that's when we're alone with our thoughts and we think about what we have gone through and what our loved one did and all of those things. I think a lot of us and most of us probably have difficulty forgiving. I believe that's one of the most difficult things that us as human beings will have an opportunity to learn to do in our lifetime. It's very challenging. It's hard for our brains to do that particular act. So going back to pain, emotional pain specifically, there are ways that we deal with it. So if we are giving a situation like a circumstance is presented before us, we will, our brains will start to feel the emotion a lot of times based on how we are thinking about that pain, right? So for example, when I learned that my sister died by suicide, my brain went immediately to why in the world would she do something like this? And why would she do it to me? Why would she do this to me? That was probably one of the first thoughts that came into my brain. So when I thought about that, a lot of emotions, particularly anger and confusion, were probably the primary emotions I felt right when I first found the news out. I'm not sure if that was something that everyone experiences, but I believe many of you do think about that thought. And 
so those emotions tend to come up. So when I think of that anger that I felt, I had a choice, right? How to deal with that anger. So we do have to do something with the emotion once we get it, right? So this is where our brains tend to go. We either go either into resistance, reaction, avoidance, or processing, okay? So I wanted to kind of go deeper into each of these ways that we deal with emotional pain. I first want to talk about avoidance. So avoidance is when we want to do anything that we possibly can to not feel that emotion. So for example, if you're feeling anger or you're feeling sadness, I would say most everybody in the world would prefer not to feel that emotion, correct? So when we go through this, we tend to try to find a way to get rid of that pain as fast as possible. Well, with avoidance, we do whatever we can to avoid it, if that makes any sense to you. So for example, and a lot of people do this when they're experiencing pain, they go to some sort of substance like alcohol or some sort of drug or maybe they'll go and binge watch Netflix or they'll go and, you know, watch some pornography or they will um, go into gambling. There's all kinds of ways to avoid that pain by doing something to distract yourself, correct? I know that it is something that's very easy to do because when we're feeling that amount of emotional distress, if you will, um, it is really something you do not want to do. So avoiding seems to be a great coping, coping mechanism in the time being. However, when we do that behavior, when we turn to alcohol, drugs, or, or even like overeating is another one, we tend to have a net negative effect on ourselves. For example, if you're experiencing a painful emotion and you go straight to your freezer and grab the carton of Ben and Jerry's and you binge eat it in the moment, you're getting that dopamine hit from all that sugar. And in that moment, you're feeling a little bit better. But then what comes after the fact? You get that dopamine hit, you feel great, and then it doesn't take long, right, for your body to go to a crash. And so that pain returns. But not only does that pain return, but you also have lower energy. And if this is something that you make a habit of, if you're continually doing this as you're feeling this emotion, it leads to weight gain. It leads to um, stresses on your body, on your heart. So not only are you feeling that pain, but you're also creating more issues for you to deal with, right? Okay, so that's avoidance. The next thing I wanted to talk about was reaction and resisting. So a lot of times these, both of these things come hand in hand, you know, you might find yourself lashing out, yelling and screaming when you're experiencing something like that. I know this was something that I did. I screamed when I found out that I lost my sister to suicide. 
I locked myself in my master closet and I just yelled and I screamed and I sobbed and I tried to do it discreetly because I had children in my house and I didn't want them to hear me. However, I know that they did, but that is a reaction I was having. Okay. Sometimes we just go into this resistance, right? So say something hurts you or someone hurts you, maybe you'll give that person the silent treatment because you're just resisting whatever it was. Maybe you just completely cut them out of your life, you know, because you're just don't want to deal with it. You don't want to deal with the pain of that person or the situation, whether it be your spouse, your child or whoever, you know, that you might be dealing with in the moment. You just don't want to deal with it. So you resist it, you know, so, and sometimes they just go together where you're reacting and resisting at the same time. Maybe you yell and scream at them and then you walk away and you won't talk to that person for maybe a couple of days or something like that. So that's another coping mechanism that our brain likes to do to help to alleviate some of that pain. But when you do those two things, or if you do one or the other, neither of them solve the issue. None of them help to eliminate the pain because the pain just comes right back. That feeling of sadness, that feeling of anger, that feeling of loneliness or whatever it is you're experiencing returns. But now you've just lashed out and you've just compounded, you've compounded the pain instead of solving it. So what, if we're not doing avoidance and if we're not reacting and we're not resisting, what is it that we should choose to do? Well, I'm not one to say that you should choose this particular way, but I will say that this way actually does help. It's called processing the pain. So what do you think that looks like? It really looks like just allowing ourselves to feel the sensation, to experience the complete process of that pain. So for example, If you're feeling anger or angry at, say, for example, the person you lost to suicide, or maybe it was a family member or their ex-girlfriend or their ex-boyfriend or something like this that you're feeling so angry towards, maybe allow that pain to process through your body. Just allow it to be there and to feel it and to feel it fully. Because I promise you, whatever pain you're experiencing is not going to kill you. I know pain feels like that in the moment. Like it feels like, oh, I'm going to die. But really, when you look at it rationally and you think about it rationally, you're going to be able to look at the pain as something you're feeling in your body and something that you need to go through. So like with my sister, for example, when I learned this tool of allowing myself to process this body, I was able to tell myself, okay, Amy, this is anger that you're feeling. Allow the anger 
to go through my body and allow myself to process this emotion that I am going through. And as I allowed myself to feel that emotion of anger and not have judgment towards myself for feeling that anger, I could feel the burden of that exact emotion to lighten a little. I felt like the task wasn't quite so daunting. It felt almost in a way very freeing to know that this is an emotion that is natural from the situation that I have experienced. And it is okay to be able to experience the emotion and that nothing has gone wrong, right? A lot of times with pain, we feel like something has gone wrong, that we've done something. We tend to go to, well, if I wouldn't have done this or if I would have done this, then this emotion wouldn't be in my life. But I'm here to tell you that all of these emotions that we experience in this life are super important for us to have. We need to have them and that there is a good reason to have pain. Okay. So bear with me for a moment. You're thinking to yourself, okay, yeah, like pain is something that I want to have. No way. Well, let me give you an example of Say you're cooking something on the stove and you accidentally touch the hot pan. Okay. So the moment you touch that hot pan, you are experiencing a sensation of burning, right? You're burning your hands on this hot pan. So the automatic response for us is to retreat, right? To pull our hand away as quickly as possible. So why do we have this automatic response? We have it because we need to have a protection so that we don't burn ourselves further, okay? If we didn't experience the sensation of pain, our hand would continue to stay on that pan and we would probably destroy our hand. But because we have pain and we felt that burning sensation and we retreated it so quickly, We definitely were burned, but at least we still have our hand. Okay? It's the same with emotional pain. We need it for protection, for our protection. Having that anger, having the emotions that we have, having the feeling of sadness, and having all of that, it's as a protection to show us and to tell us that there was something in this world that happened to me that I didn't like. So say, for example, think about this for a minute. Say, for example, after your sibling passed away and or your mom or your dad or your daughter or whoever, and you felt the emotion of joy and peace, that probably doesn't necessarily feel right. Correct? Like we want to be able to feel sadness. We do want to feel the pain. We do want to feel that. 
because that is what is human about us. That's what allows us to be human is to understand that this is an important thing for me to experience. Okay. Another point I wanted to make is that there is a huge power and an important power of experiencing both sides. Okay. So in order for us to feel joy, we need to feel sadness. If we want to experience peace, we need to experience chaos. If we want to experience elation and an exuberance for life, we need to experience pain. There is such a power in opposition. It was once said that the more excruciating pain we feel would feel, the more joy that we would feel. Because we would appreciate the joy and the happiness and the peace because we've experienced the opposite. Pain is something that each of us, of all of us needs to experience to appreciate its opposite. And if you allow yourself to experience the pain, And feel the vibration and the sensation of it when you have it. And to go through the pain. To be able to give us a moment in our lives. And take the time to just allow that and to go through it. Our lives will be so much more dynamic. We would have the ability to experience joy and happiness to a level that we've never experienced it before. Take notice of your pain. Write it down. Listen to it. And just feel it. And I promise you that if you do these things, you will feel yourself and your mind and that burden lift from it. The pain won't be as heavy anymore because you've allowed yourself to accept what is and to be with it. That is all I have for you. Thank you so much for listening today. I am so excited that you have listened to my very first podcast for survivors of suicide loss. And I look forward to seeing you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Survived to Thrive podcast. If you like this podcast, please share with your friends and write a review on iTunes. Also, check out survived-to-thrive.com for more information and to subscribe to get the podcast's latest episode, along with useful tips you can begin to use immediately to feel better, directly sent to your inbox. Thank you.